9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Go Plug Yourself. This week's guest is the host of Battle of Wits and amazing Montreal funny person, Elspeth Wright. Uh, Back when the pandemic hit, Elspeth uh, had a handful of shows uh, at the diving bell called uh, Battle of Wits. So when it became more or less illegal to have shows in front of an audience anymore, it seemed like an obvious fit for her to transition Battle of Wits into an online game show. And so Battle of Wits is now on YouTube. Um, depending on her schedule, Elspeth is putting up episodes uh, every Friday for now. Uh, she's had the likes of Chris Sandifer, David Pride, Brad McDonald, Todd Graham, even a couple of Go Plug Yourself co-hosts like Ines, Lawrence, and Walter uh, have been guests. And uh, this week's episode, the one that's coming out on Friday, uh, features Ben Sosa Wright and Trana Winter. So obviously you should do yourself a favor and subscribe over on YouTube and uh, follow Battle of Wits on Instagram. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you subscribe to go plug yourself on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on? That would be pretty cool too. Uh, enjoy the show. It's Go Plug Yourself. Thanks for listening. Two, one, hit it. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. So, so what are what are you angry about, Lawrence? What was that? <laughs> okay, so, okay. So I'm currently. I know this is bad audio. I'm currently chewing my dinner. So. If you're going to leave like a comment that Lawrence was chewing his dinner, I know I'm like admitting to it. My girlfriend <laughs> or my fiance now, I should say, I, I keep oh. saying girlfriend and I feel I shouldn't, but then like, it makes me sound like I'm a dick. I'm like my fiance, but you get it. You <laughs> know what I mean? Brag. Yeah, exactly. I said, I was on a, I was on a zoom call with someone and I was like, Oh, my fiance is upstairs. And one of the co-hosts of this show, Ines and I literally said, Oh wow. A fiance and an upstairs. I was like, Oh, what did I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was talking before we started about a show that my fiance is watching called Married at First Sight, which I don't know if it's the quarantine affecting me or this show just elicits the most disgusting rage in me. Just like I, I'm horrible. filled with a little rage at the title. Okay, so here's the premise. <laughs> here's the premise. The premise is two individuals get married at first sight. Mm-hmm. They don't have any history of each other. They don't know each other. And the whole time, they film it like a reality TV show, and everybody's like, I wonder if this stranger I'm about to marry is going to be a good person. I wonder (laughs) if the stranger I'm about to marry is going to be attractive. I wonder if this person I'm about to marry has the same values as me. That's what dating is for. That's like the explicit, I met my girlfriend, slid in my DMs, and I was like, Oh shit! Okay. Oh, this never happens to me, except friend request. And then you know we start talking, and then we met, and then we you know we kind of hash this out before I proposed that these fucking people. Correct <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, if I'm wrong. You you owned property together before yes, you proposed. I was, I was saying, you know what I mean. I was like, how do you feel about this topic? Like we went over things, right? I took a lot of the guesswork out of it prenuptials, you know. And think these think, about, think about this, right? I'm guessing they're American. Of course. Right? And, and they're, also, they're also very religious. A lot of them are like very conservative Christians. Well, yeah. Okay, sure. But I was just going to say, but like, you don't know how they voted in the last election. <laughs> you, you don't know, know like, anything like, about them. Oh my God, that's so true. 
you know, okay. Oh, like, no, 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 no. Marry this person. Okay. Okay. Don't they have like an algorithm? Like you answer. I feel like I've seen some of this show, but okay. not in that. No, it's a like, physical human matchmaker. It's like Reverend oh, Joan, yeah. who's like, mm. "Yo, Smith, you'd be a good fit with Frank." Tell me more about Frank. Thirty-three and unwed, so it's yeah. kind of my only options are to go unmarried at first sight. Otherwise, yeah. I'll just be a spinster. <laughs> that this show. The show sounds like a like a trash version of Love is Blind, which I was actually into. Like, I was into Love is Blind because of the whole, like, why? they spend why? weeks talking to each other and not seeing it, each I other. It. Like, oh, yeah, no, it was definitely, but I wasn't, like, <clears throat> outside of that one woman that fed her dog wine. Yeah, I was just talking about her, like, a <laughs> wait, few what? hours ago. Wait, 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 she gave her dog Jessica. wine? <laughs> Yes. I had to Google her name because I couldn't remember it. She, I just was talking to my friend about her like, yeah, not long. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, outside of that one woman, I didn't actively hate anyone on the show. She was so awful. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, and, and whatever reservations you had about her were, in my mind, destroyed when she fed her dog wine. And I was like, oh, no, she's yeah. just a bad person because you're a bad yeah. pet owner. This is that- not okay. Like, yeah. Wait. It's not so- okay how you're treating that guy or that dog. Oh, no. But the, probably the dog is more important because the, yeah. the guy can leave. The dog has very little agency. The, exactly. Yeah, that's fair enough. It, yeah, the, but she she was okay. a, a, a trash person in general. Yeah. But, okay, uh, so the premise is you don't see the person you marry, but you converse. Were any of them, like, mm. horrifically unattractive? No. No. So no, no, what's no, the no, point no. of that? They're all just like meeting and they're all fucking Instagram models. Who gives a shit? Right? Like it doesn't Except matter. There was one couple where they ended up so like they end up you talk for a couple of weeks without seeing each other. Um and then propose, but then you like live together for a couple more weeks before the actual wedding. Mm-hmm. And there was one couple where the the lady was just like not attracted to the dude. Like she saw yeah. him and like he ran to give her a big like their first meeting. That was, was Jessica. Like, oh, oh no. No, it was the guy was short. Her. Yeah. Yeah, Jessica's yeah, guy then, was short and she was like, oh no. And then also and then she saw the other guy who was like tall. Yeah. And oh, she, and she was like, I still love him, <laughs> even though he he's married to that girl. And yeah, they're still, still yeah, they're, they're they made a go of it. <laughs> so I think Keith introduced a very interesting concept that I want to explore hmm. because you said that you don't know how people voted. Mm-hmm. And I said, married at first sight, bipartisanship edition. So you have <laughs> one Trump supporter. And one mm-hmm. Biden supporter, and they have to get married at first sight. And uh, there's a cash prize if they stay married and faithful for at least a year. In an oh, election wow. year, yeah, <laughs> it's ha- it has to be like in in the in the buildup to to an election. Like it's got to exactly. be tw- it's got to be 2024 with like election swing full on. Exactly. I would I would watch the hell out of that show. Following oh, around, not. like, a couple trying to make it work. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like, it. I'm getting, like, shoulder tension. It's like, no, don't remind me of another election year. We just made it through this last one. I don't want to think about election years again. Oh, uh, man. I, I, do, I know. Like, I was going to say, it was going to be like when, you're, when your wife tells you to do something, like, take out the trash. And she's like, I'm going to go storm the Capitol. You better not storm the Capitol. You're taking out the trash. Oh, Beautiful. Yeah. 24 have- Let's go. Yeah, I have a, uh, a a a cousin. Yeah, cousin by marriage of mine. Who um, the the husband is like 
pretty like they're Canadian, Canadian conservative, which is a different thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like maybe not for me, but it's a different thing than than saying you're a Trump supporter. Uh, and and the the wife is like is very like NDP left leaning like so on and so forth. And I've, I've asked them, I'm like, how does that work? And they were like, we literally just do not talk about politics. Like, imagine your entire day, and then you just don't talk about politics. I was like, that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like, like, it's, like they've been together for like nearly a decade. Mm. Like, so there's like been multiple elections. They dated. They they did everything. They're they're just like, yep. It's just. They don't have politics. I'm like, but what about like, what are you going to teach your kids? And what and they're like, we just don't talk about politics. You know, like for me, that's like your basic like <clears throat> ethics as a person. You know, like especially if it, ugh. yeah, I, no. yeah. I, I've had. I was like, I was trying to get my. I, I don't even remember when I was having this thought because sometimes, as we were talking about in quarantine, you're just alone with your thoughts and you're just like, who knows what's <laughs> what's even going on. But I was like trying to sort of get my head around like like the conservative like party in both both America and Canada and like the people that vote for them and trying to be like and why those people might not be terrible because like my 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 Montreal you know left-leaning sensibilities are like oh you're a bad person and I'm like how is that person not terrible it was often like like what I was trying to think about and I was like oh at its core they just really don't want the government to do anything you know like they're yeah. just like <laughs> They're just like, everybody should mind their own business and they're allowed to think what they want or whatever. And I was like, it's just that that thinking I feel gets manipulated by politicians to make them real bad. But I think that the initial thought of being conservative, of like, I don't want the government in my business. Everybody should mind their own business. Everybody should just stay out of my life and I can do whatever I want to. I don't think that's automatically bad. I think it's like politicians that then like weaponize that and like, like rowdy them up to make it being like, and anybody who tells you otherwise is the worst, you know? And you're just like, well, there, it, for context, it, what's, what's weird is if, uh, you know, American politics is easier to talk about because it's more sexy and glamorous than Canadian yeah. politics. Like, Whoa, and, have you seen Jagmeet Singh? Don't you dare I say I saw him that. with the it's, hair down. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, I, I know. He took the hair down and he looked like Cal like, Drogo. No, no, no. I, I only <laughs> concede that our leaders might be physically more attractive, but I'm just talking mm. sexy in terms of like interest level, right? No, like we, enough, yeah. like look, we're like a dry television program, and they're like the crown. Like you know what I mean? Like everything is like pointed and important. But the crown is a bad example because there's actually swearing and violence. Um, but yeah, like no, but exactly. You you could you could you could easily do uh, an HBO style like show about like various presidencies like the west be... wing or veep or yeah no, those, those are all like fictitious i mean like yeah. you could do a crown style thing about the kennedys no problem you know they like have, they have they have definitely they have uh they uh, definitely there's been movies about it yeah. like uh, onassis but what was what's interesting now is the way that everything has shifted like if you think about like when obama was president and he was running against mitt romney mitt romney seemed like the big bad guy at the end of the video game right like I remember, yeah. like such a sense of like dread, like collectively from people, especially my American friends, and they're like, he's anti-abortion, and yes. uh, magic and underwear. Anti- he's a Mormon. Yeah, and he's anti-gay marriage, and we're <laughs> like, wow, this guy needs to be stopped. And now, in 2021, he's like the most reasonable Republican. <laughs> yeah, and you have yeah. to be, you have to be like, look, look, I understand that he's anti-gay marriage and anti-abortion, but at least he agrees that the Earth is round. So let's let's find some <laughs> common ground. God. 
with this fucking uh, guy. SNL, SNL's weekend update this last week had Joe had like the the joke where he was like, he's like, this was the craziest trial ever. He's like, imagine a trial where the jury are the victims. The trial takes place at the scene of the crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone is like, nah, that guy's not guilty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he's like, he's like, how does that happen? You're like, you're like, you're sitting in the place that a couple weeks ago got stormed by violent idiots. And you're like, yeah. And then and then immediately Mitch McConnell is like, absolutely Trump did this and someone should convict him, walks away. Not gonna be me. Yeah. Insane. Uh, so I think that was a tangent about what I'm angry about. By the way, our guest this week, <laughs> the amazing, uh, you know, the innovator of Battle of Wits, new episodes out every Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, Elspeth Rice here with us. Hello. Hey, applause break. <laughs> applause break. Applause break. Sit down. Enough of the standing ovation. Oh, thank Whoa. you. Thank you. I know. I know. What's what song does the band play when you come out, Elspeth? Like. You know I mean, how, like, Battle of Wits does have its own theme song because I'm that badass. But. So, so it would be like the Roots covering the Battle of Wits theme <laughs> yeah, exactly. song. And you'd be like, wait, I recognize that song. Whoa, but, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, and hey, so, Elspeth. I, yeah, hey. I, I started off with things that make me angry. I guess you're up, Elspeth. What are you raging about recently? Well, I mean, yeah, politics. I just sort of like, I mean, the, the troubles are ongoing in the States, but I just kind of, uh, I feel like I... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just laughed again. Like, like the, the, tru- the troubles, you know, like just all the injustice in the world, you know, all the inequalities uh, piss me off. But uh, right before the show, I was getting really angry at The Bachelor. I've never watched The Bachelor before. Before, before, um, before yeah, I don't know where <laughs> developed a random speech impediment. Um, I've never watched it before. Um, I think being on it in any way is my idea of hell. Like being the bachelor or being one of the contestants is just absolutely just a hellish idea. Um, and I started watching it cause one of my friends kept talking about it. So uh, yeah, I started watching and now I watch it every week and I just get so mad, <laughs> but also I can't, I can't stop. Like, um, do it, you, uh, do you listen to that podcast? I know this is the most vague thing, and I was that's what I was trying to look up. But there's apparently like uh, a friend of mine, um, <clears throat> like is really is really into The Bachelor, but from the 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 kind of hate watching, like <laughs> The Bachelor is a, is a disgusting portrait of what's wrong with America. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be watching it as that, right? Like like, and there's a podcast that I, I tried to just find quickly without having to stop the show. Uh, and I couldn't, but there's like a podcast that is like weekly, every episode oh, like framed to. like that. Okay. Like where they're like, let's talk about why this person is a monster and that it, person it, is it, a monster and why this person is probably racist. And like, and like all this and that, like, and, uh, and that's how she engages with it, which I feel that if I can find the show, Elspeth, I'll, I'll message you later. Yeah, this will, I feel enhance your, hate watching experience i don't normally hate watch stuff like even if it's something silly like i watched i think four seasons of riverdale and like i enjoyed <laughs> realized that it's a stupid stupid show but i was like for what it is you know it's just like i'm turning my brain off for this hour every week it's dumb like but it's fine like what what makes you angry about the bachelor, the bachelor though it just 
Uh, and like this is very hypocritical because like I will go on like three dates with somebody and just be like, oh, I'm in love. You know, like last year I told <laughs> three separate people that I was in love with them and I meant it every time. <laughs> so like grain of salt. But just like these these ladies, they're all super beautiful, like um and just successful and then they're all like i don't love love as a competition because i feel like that's just messed up um and then also like they're all like oh like at the most they're spending a day one-on-one with this guy and they're just like i can see me having his babies it's like you're like that's that's wild and it's like clearly i think being in like that sort of experience would make you feel that way you know because like it's such a intense strange experience especially like during covid times like they all had to quarantine beforehand and stuff but it's just like it just it just drives me insane how like they're just like we're in love it's like okay but like he was just making out with jessica like and now he's gonna go make out with serena p but like no no you two are in love like calm down like what I, I also like the specificity of Serena P because she's not the only Serena. Yeah, no, there's a, there, there, are like a there were two Serenas until spoiler alert this episode. No, oh, but there's not always Serena. like Ashley K. You know, it's just like it, also just the fact that it, like everyone has the same name and they do initials. It's like, are we in grade three right now? Like, what is happening? That's uh, Sarah. Sarah marathon through all of. Love Island, like up mm-hmm. up to and including the UK ones, and that one, like when I was like tangentially like picking it up in the background, that one at least seemed more fun because like yeah. everybody was hooking up. Like it wasn't just like that. There was this one prize at the end, which was the guy yeah. or whatever. You know, like I was just like, oh yeah, they're everybody's like mixing and mingling, and everyone's having a good time, and like, and you can't get mad at you know what's his face or what's her face or making out with what's his face or what's mm-hmm. her face because that's the whole thing and it's like such like this crazy scenario that you're not all pining for one person yeah i watch that a show competition show well kind of yeah because like you and it's weird they, they alternate week to week to week this is the reality show edition of go plug yourself everybody yeah <laughs> uh, they alternate week to week where it's like the guys get to pick which girl they want to couple up with one week and then the girls get to pick which guy and if there's like a really strong connection they keep picking each other back and forth but then they introduce a new guy and then someone gets to get snubbed so and if you're not coupled up you're bounced off the show but then they throw in more like sexy people to try to like do it oh. and then if you get voted best couple or whatever at the end you get 50 grand something so like, like that it's like the garden of eden and they keep throwing apples at you pretty much yeah exactly but, <laughs> but I, I i was also like in my mind i was like how, like watching the show and i was like how are there not guys hooking up with guys and girls hooking up with girls at all times i'm like why is it only like hetero hookups i'm like these are all 20 like real horny 20 somethings and sometimes and they're like and the girls are getting sent away and i was like so the guys are gonna start having sex like while i'm watching it i was like these are all like early 20s like super self-image obsessed i was like you can't tell me there's no bisexual men Uh, like in that vibe while you were talking i looked it up and it's on cbs so i'm pretty sure if that ever happened no the british one the british one sir (laughs) love island british one where they cuss a bunch oh they're allowed to yeah, on the British one, they're they're all full of swearing and all that stuff. Yeah, CBS they would one hundred percent censor it. But I was yeah. like watching the British one. Even even on like Big Brother on CBS, when like one I forget what season it was, one guy mentioned hooking up with a dude on a live feed. 
and someone tweeted at CBS or asked about it and never made it to air. And they like scrubbed it from feeds. They like got rid of it. It was like a big <laughs> Well, on Love is Blind as well, one of the guys was by. And yeah, but the, they at least talked about it, I think. Yeah, he talked about it, but then the 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 lady didn't want to marry him because he was bi. Oh yeah. I remember that she was like, I'm just bi oh, down with okay, that. Okay, this this actual scene I've seen. Because I remember yeah, was, they're sitting uh, next to a pool or a jacuzzi or something. Yeah. Because I remember yeah, he's, he's like, he's like, Yeah, I've been with guys. What and is she's this like, garbage? No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, as a bisexual, I must say, we are an untrustworthy group of people. Exactly. <laughs> you just can't. Exactly. Listen, Never you're playing. Know. You're playing against the game against everybody. You know, it's like you gotta yeah. have eyes in the back of your head, man. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't narrow it down at all. Have you guys oh, ever yeah, watched um, the circle? The I oh, tried. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, wow, that show gave me the most fierce anxiety. Oh, like in my bones, I just like, <laughs> like, oh, like I couldn't. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like at this uh, point I've watched every reality TV show, like, and that's why I started watching The Bachelor because, like, I like, I um my my friend and I uh we'd get together before like curfew. How I mean, she moved away recently, but uh we'd get together and just like watch trashy reality shows. So like we watched like both seasons of A Shot at Love with uh Polly D and Vinny from Jersey Shore. <laughs> You want to like I've crash into the reality. Like, I'm surprised you didn't go for the the what do you call it though the Tila Tequila seasons because that was noteworthy also, on account of the fact that she was bi and there was yeah. men and women oh, you're right. for Tila Tequila's affection, which none of them should want. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and her show was also called Shot at Love. Yeah, I think she. I think it might actually. She might be the initial season because yeah, that's why yeah. it, it might be called a shot of love because oh, this one's a this one's a double shot of love. I think or yeah, it's, maybe. Anyway, but I, but, yeah. I, but I think that the name comes from the fact that she was Tila Tequila, right? Mm. Like a shot. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I think <laughs> that that was so. You know, I think we should go into detail about how they got to that. <laughs> You're telling me, and now it's just anybody. Yeah. And how was a double shot of love? That sounds very bad. It was but, so bad. But like towards the end, I was like legitimately charmed by Polly D and Vinny. Because like <laughs> I did watch Jersey Shore when I was first out, like way back, like 10 years ago when I was like in my early 20s. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, it was like, it was so dumb. It was a dumb dating show, but at least like with it, it did have all those like silly moments like they have in the bachelor where it's just like, I think we really have a connection, but like they were kind of more realistic about it. Like they're okay. kind of like, Oh, like, okay, well I'm stressed out. So like, I'm just going to go get shit faced while he's on a date with this other girl and then <laughs> gonna start a fight. And it's like, yeah, that's like what everyone in the bachelor house should be doing. <laughs> like, yeah. I think just to, I think we could to put a pin into these shows, yes, maybe if we want to, does anyone remember, I think the most egregious worst one of them that I ever, that comes to mind, my friends and I, we, we like it's, it's, it comes up in conversation, like, wait, like, cause we've all seen it and we all think it's awful. And whenever someone's like flirting or whatever, um, if you remember the keys to the VIP. Yes. That one was wow. awful. So it's like, so a guy has to like go to a club and like pick up a girl and if, or like multiple guys are trying to pick up multiple girls. But yeah. in the meantime, like there's like a panel of like special sexy hookup artists who are like judging the play. 
and like scoring them. And then the guy who like is the best pickup artist gets the keys to the VIP and gets to like bring the girl to the champagne room or whatever the hell. And I was like, this is awful. Like they're like, look, that approach needs work and like whatever. I was like, they 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 made they found a way to make uh, Sports Center worse essentially. Basically, yeah, exactly. They 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 took like Sports Center like uh like play analysis and then just like a pl- like it was like guys who read uh what was that stupid book? The Game by Neil Strauss. Yes, exactly. Guy guys who read the game and then like started like let's do a TV show scoring guys on it being like it touched her shoulder that's worth something and like whatever else it, it was just like the grossest filthiest feeling just hearing about this makes me feel unsafe <laughs> yeah ex- ex- exactly <laughs> you're like why is all of this wow. being encouraged in a TV show that's truly horrible and then you're like then you're the skeeziest pickup artist you win you're like no 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 to any of this yeah that that show was anger inducing like in in multiple ways like and it was like it was like the worst people and it was about rewarding the worst people like that was mm. no like politics am i right oh. hey. um so i guess the next logical question is uh will reality shows be like a, a battle of wits category like like the we're just gonna have do a reality show edition where all oh, questions yeah, are about I reality shows. I love that. Um, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would truly love that. I actually, I, um, so there's one round on battle of wits that uh, is like the, how much round. So it's sort of like price is right, but with weird stuff from the internet and I've been compiling things. I haven't released this. I haven't even recorded this yet, but like, I have an idea of like, I've been compiling uh, products that are sold by like celebrities or like reality TV star celebrities, like uh, Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montang from the Hills sell like very expensive crystals now. <laughs> and so I have some of those lined up to be in that. And just like every reality star is like selling something like stupid and dumb. Oh yeah, um, for sure. I mean, like, if or at the very least, are advertising something stupid yeah, about them on yeah. Instagram, right? So, so uh, yeah, that's definitely a, <laughs> a good. There's the problem is, I guess, is who would who would you have as as guests who would be able to like have half a chance of like doing a full reality show <laughs> you know. version of it? Also, I, just, I feel like I've already uh, let my let my guard down a little too much by just talking about how much I truly do love reality shows. <laughs> Like, I realize they're trash, and that's why I love them. They are candy. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, (laughs) the way I, 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 like, pretty much the only reality show that I actively consume is Big Brother. And then, uh, and and Sarah watches a lot of them, and we basically have uh, an open concept house. So by, by nature, I end up picking up on a bunch of them. And I find that, especially the way I consume them, which is usually, like, coming and going, it's really satisfying in the same way that, like, overhearing people fight on the bus is mm. <laughs> you know like as soon as someone's like fighting on the bus i'm just like i'm never getting off this bus so, like i was yeah. like hey like and it, that that's terrible of me but like reality shows taps into that like voyeuristic like watching other people's drama like vibe that's probably gross but like at least this way you're not actually staring at people having mm-hmm. like an emotionally intense moment you're just watching television <laughs> you know right like, yeah i think i think like it's definitely the vibe is different when you're on the bus and the person next to you is like 
I can't believe you did this and this and that. You betrayed my trust. I'm like, that's a lot more uncomfortable because of the proximity. Mm-hmm. But, but you man, don't want to get off that bus. True. That's true. You might miss <laughs> <laughs> it. works out. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's happened before where like Sarah and I are like on the bus and we'll just be in like the middle of like a normal conversation and then like start to like pick up on what hap- what's happening in like another conversation. And then both of us are just like quiet. And like, we just like both get really quiet and just like start looking at each other to be like, well, now we're both invested in what's happening yeah. behind us. Yeah, Our conversation to... was just about groceries. That doesn't yeah. matter compared to whatever the hell's happening behind This us. is a compelling arc on the bus. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, no, I never thought I've, I'd say this, but man, I miss, I miss public transit right now. I was like, <laughs> Oh, I want something <laughs> wild to happen on public transit. Yeah, you know. And, and, and I guess the worst, the worst one of that, or not the worst, but the the ones that are like I think the most engaging is when it's uh, like a phone conversation, like a really intense phone conversation, because you only have one one half of it. Mm. So you're like your brain is like, what could the other person be saying? Yeah. <laughs> like that's evoking this reaction. But all the, those people should be banned <laughs> from public transit. Oh, so, the worst. <laughs> Anyone be getting into getting into a loud fight on their on your phone? Yeah, just bye. I don't yeah. know. They they made my morning commute better, so keep them. Bring them. Bring them on. And just like I will, I will pause whatever podcast I'm oh. listening to and listen to you have a fight on your phone. If it's a fight, happily. then yes. But if you're just having a loud conversation that's boring, then you're banned. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. If you're having an intense conversation, if you're having some sort of an intense conversation, like yeah. I think the the one I was the most invested in was that the guy appeared to for some reason had lost a lot of money. And, and I was like, is it a bad investment? Did this guy invest in someone? Did he loan his, like, I couldn't like piece together how the money was lost, but he kept just being like, he was just sort of like, like, you don't lose that much money. You don't just lose that much money. And he kept like really just like repeating that. I was like, what is happening? I was (laughs) the most, I was like, I desperately need to know what's happening on the other end of that conversation. Cause I was like, I need to know. I was like, is this, is this a mob thing? Is this like an investment tip that went south? Is this like, he put, he put he all his money in GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He wanted the tendies to go straight to the moon. Yeah. And then <laughs> Diamond lost, hand, guys. Lost but, it all. Uh, I, what Elspeth was talking about, like when you were talking about all those people selling things, I remember when I was on Battle of Wits, you gave me uh, a question about a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Mm. And I don't know how to curate that in terms of price. I know I lost the round definitively. But, I'm sure it's expensive. I mean, yeah. it's Gwyneth Paltrow. It's not like a random vagina you see on the street. It's a famous vagina. It's so a famous vagina. Yeah. <laughs> what streets are you walking on? Buddy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the wrong. <clears throat> uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has, I think, soured on me in general. Still <laughs> a lot of wild stuff on Goop. I yeah, I haven't used Goop for Battle of Wits in a while, but like whenever, like it's a it's a never ending well whenever I go back to it. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll put a Goop product on. Cause like, even if it's just like a white t shirt from Goop, like it will just be like 100% cotton, white t shirt, $500. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, that is a, like, if you're for your, for your pricing round and stuff, like, um, I was, fo- I follow Montreal DJ A track and I believe his brother, like launched uh again a montreal based uh company or whatever for like kind of like lounge loungewear streetwear stuff so i was like oh like like this looks kind of like like a stylish fleece jacket or whatever else seven hundred dollars like and i'm like what are you like 
this is a flannel fleece. I'm like, I don't, I was like, maybe I'll pay a little bit more. It's a little more stylish. The cut's a little nicer than, you know, the Canadian tire version. (laughs) But I'm like $700 for like literally a a flannel fleece. I was like, there's, what is that? Like, it reminds me a lot of um, like, Sarah and I always always joke about uh, like how much how much does a gallon of milk cost? Because there's if you watch Succession, uh, Logan gets so mad at everyone around him because no one can properly answer that, and like he yells at Macaulay Culkin, not Macaulay Culkin, Kieran Culkin's character, uh, Rome? No, is it Rome? Yeah, 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 Rome. So he yells at his like his his own son, like like yelling at his own son. He's like, how much does a gallon of milk cost? And like Kieran Culkin is just like. Literally nobody knows that, Dad. It's like no one has that information. <laughs> I was like, that's what being a billionaire is. Like you don't, that's how you end up paying $700 for a fleece is you have mm-hmm. no concept what a gallon of milk costs. So you're just sort of like, I'm rich. This is something I would like to buy. Here's $700 for it. That seems like a normal What's amount of money. $10? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... it's crazy. So... A recurring theme on this show uh, has been how, especially every time we have comics on, talking about how the pandemic happened and then mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh no. And then they were like, I should do stuff online. But like, without necessarily fully understanding that online was already flooded with content. Mm-hmm. And then people kind of like spun around and, and tried to figure it out. But I did want to, I mean, the reason you're on the show is because, as Lawrence mentioned at the top of the show, Battle of Wits is happening every Friday. This is your second pandemic season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, like, right now it's happening every Friday. I'll, like, I... Call it a season, and then there'll be a season finale. Yeah, yeah. It's, but even, yeah, like, I, I think I released one episode in December. Just, it depends on how burnt out I am like, feeling by the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Just like Euphoria, like HBO shows do that too. They're not having a season. Like, here's an episode. Here, two months later, here's another one. That's, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, I'm, you're, you're I'm an HBO company. HBO of uh, Montreal online comedy. <laughs> but I guess you you were. I don't want to say lucky enough because you you had built this without any kind of a pandemic in mind. But you were, I guess, well positioned enough to already be running a show that at least is a little more conducive to putting it online than just like I'm standing in my living room telling jokes. So you had like a game show. So uh, how I was, I guess I, I guess my questions are how early did you think I could do this and how early did you, that you, I could put battle of wits online and how quickly did you actually do it? Or was that like right away? Tell um, us about when you're like, I'm going to put it online. Yeah. So yeah, so I'd only, before the pandemic, I'd only done four live Battle of Witch shows because it was a monthly at the Diving Bell. And mm-hmm. so then everything closed down in March and I released, I was just looking this up the other day just because I was curious for how long I've, like when I started doing it online. And I think the first, I released the first online episode on like April 11th. So I think I had like turnaround, right? Because like the lockdown was March thirteen. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple of weeks of like despairing and crying, and like I was unemployed at the time as well, so it was super stressful. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna 
do this. And uh, yeah, even like just within the online shows, like the format has changed and it's changed, you know, uh, we've done one live show since the first lockdown and it changed the live shows and I think made the live shows better. Um, so it's like, it's, it continues to like change and uh, just because of being online and because I'm like learning all of that, like, yeah, it's been, it's been weird. Like, cause I, I, I do think I am very fortunate that like I, I was doing a game show and that, you know, I was able to work with the, the diving bell cause they're just super supportive and they, like pushed me like they wanted me to do a show but like the stand-up show there that I was doing wasn't like getting a lot of traction and so they were just super supportive in helping me come up with Battle of Wits and uh Troy Stark helped as well like as soon as I said that I wanted to do a show like this uh like somebody said like oh you should talk to Troy like he's been wanting to do a show like that and so we met up at McKibben's and he like came with printed out notes and was just like, here are ideas. <laughs> like, so I've been just like super, super fortunate to have like a lot of people help me out uh, at the beginning of this. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was weird. It, yeah. It did transition relatively easily, but it was a lot. Cause like, um, but you had you done like cause like video or sound or anything like so all of a sudden I, I know there's yeah. like tools out there, but but to just suddenly be like and I think that that's that's a wall that I think a lot of people hit is they're like oh, I have a funny idea for a video and they're like oh so you know a lot about like editing and cutting stuff together yeah. no, all, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean if yeah like Battle of Wits is very minimally uh, edited <laughs> uh, which is like um, yeah so like I but I even I had to yeah I had to like teach myself editing and like um you know i had to like invest in like i got like a microphone and uh you know I had to get some stuff together and sort of learn as i went but i think once i started doing it like i just uh i mean the pandemic's been so hard and like you know comedy was you know, I, I've been doing comedy for, like, two years. So when, like, the first lockdown happened, I'd been doing it for, like, slightly over a year. Mm-hmm. And I would just, I didn't want to lose. You weren't even head. sick of it yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, like, I, I didn't you weren't even it. a jaded comedian. <laughs> no, I mean, still jaded, but that's just life. But, uh, yeah, no, I just, I didn't want to lose momentum and I wanted to keep going. And I, you know, I wanted to keep hanging out with comedians and, making sure that I still had that bitterness in my heart that all comedians have. So, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> That's what Lawrence Lawrence is here for. That I'm here to bring the bitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like when you make a drink and they're like, we need a dash of bitters. You just call me up and I'm like, you know what's wrong with everything? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Uh, what did you find like that was because, you know, I was on one of the live shows and then I was on one of the, um, internet shows and it, it was obvious how much work you'd put into it and, and how much it has grown as a show and as a concept. What parts of that did you find challenging or what did you have to kind of invest the most energy into? Hmm, I think, I mean, at first, uh, like learning how to edit videos, even though it's uh, like, I it's very basic, but like, you know, I, I was working with a like five-year-old Acer laptop that had a Hmm. virus at first. So just like learning that and figuring out like, you know, recording on zoom and I've switched to StreamYard, which I like much prefer. Um, 
So just figuring out like what softwares to use and how to use that. And honestly, just like the motivation, like, cause I am, yeah, just like, cause I love doing it. And every time after I record, I'm like, okay, I need to write another episode like right away. So I can record again right away. Cause like recording it is so much fun. <laughs> right. But then like, editing it even though it only takes about an hour like I just I get so sick of looking at my face and hearing my voice and you know and then like if I release an episode that I think is really good and it doesn't get that many views then I get like super discouraged and like I just have to keep reminding myself that I'm doing it because it's really fun and because it like gives me a chance to like I I learn a lot writing it and it gives me a chance to you know, hang out with like, you know, Montreal comedians that I miss or like meet other comedians that I think are really cool, but I've never met before, you know, like, and like, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, no, the, the, it's, it's, it's funny. Like the, <clears throat> there's, there's a, another, another show that I uh, have never released and because it's not done yet. <laughs> it's that I did a, a, a live play uh, tabletop RPG show and then I am heavily, heavily, heavily editing it, like cutting out a lot of the table talk, adding sound effects. I have a couple bands who've like given me access to their music to like score it and stuff. And it's like that takes, I would say about four to five hours of my time to put an hour of audio together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like from start to finish and that and again I have so much fun recording it and playing the game and then I also really enjoy like I've done I've edited together now five episodes of it and I have to put together the finale and like a crazy person I was like the finale will be twice as long in my head mm -hmm. so I'm like the finale is now like my white whale of putting it together <laughs> with like all of these different cuts and I have like voiceover cuts and everything and it's just like I was like I know how to edit a podcast and I was like no what you do out of that podcast is nothing I, I go over it and maybe make like three cuts slap it into a sound file and just go and it's like because you're lucky that it's only an hour but it, it's just it's that weird hurdle of you're like, oh, this is the not fun part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like you're like, making yeah. the show is a lot of fun, sitting down, talking with people, doing whatever. And then the editing is you're like, oh, this is why, like, the director doesn't is not the editor yeah. of, the, of the film. <laughs> you know, you're like, well, <laughs> that's a wrap on Avengers. Have fun for the next three years, everybody, in editing. And, like, exactly. you, you just walk yeah. away. <laughs> you know, I, like, like, there's so many times when it's, like, I'll say something really dumb or kind of embarrassing, and I, like... I want to edit that out. Like I just, I want to edit like, but I just, yeah, I just, I basically, I cut in between every scene so that I can add in the titles or like mm -hmm. when I'm like bringing up the images, I edit that out. So it's very minimal editing, but like, okay. I'm a little thankful that I don't know how to edit better. Cause I would probably just like edit myself out of the show. Who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, asking these questions? questions. Yeah. <laughs> And like the off chance I'm saying something very clever, then I'd be like, oh, wow, I just like somehow make this part louder and brighter so everyone sees it. But uh... like, like a commercial. It's just exactly. like a full screen of Elspeth's face. Yeah. And just like a little sparkle shoots out of my eye. Like, yeah, I, I can't even imagine like, I, what, how many stupid things we've said. Like, like we've talked about, like, Go Plug Yourself is uh, like, I think we've been slightly better about it even in the early, but I don't know. I'm sure Walter has said some completely insane things in some of the early episodes, like before we had any kind of an audience or whatever. And, but I was like, but we always had a guest that kind of like 
I guess like filtered us, but then it was like, there was another show that was just like my friends and I just kind of around shooting, shooting the shit. And I was like, I've gone back and listened to some of those ones. And we're just sort of like, do I want to take them down? This is just three drunk yeah. idiots like talking about movies. I'm like, we no. called it a podcast because it was like 10 years ago. <laughs> whatever you, it was. Keep that, you keep that up for personal growth. You go back to it ever so often. Oh, really I'd keep them. them. I would keep them for self-loathing. Like, <laughs> I, I also find it hilarious because like in the course of having the, having the podcast, uh, the, the two of them that we do, both like Walter and uh, my other friend Scott have both had kids. And I was like, I will... For even if we stop doing the show, I will pay to host these files forever, just so that one day when these kids are like 16, 17 years old, I can be like, here's 200 episodes of your dad just being a mess. <laughs> oh, no. That's, that's a fantastic idea. I you know what? I'm just like, just do what you want with it, man. Like, I don't know what you're going to do with that. Like, if you want to listen, like, I, I would kill to have, like, hours of my dad's like old radio show my dad didn't have a radio show but like but if he did wouldn't you want to like go back and listen to your parents radio show i don't know i feel like there's a lot of mystique like here's the thing we were like a generation where we didn't we had to like learn about our parents and stuff like we're gonna be the first generation we're gonna have kids and then they're gonna find like our like dms when we were like trying to get laid or something you know what i mean like it's gonna be (laughs) We're going to be the first generation that's going to have to answer for shit we did like 20 years ago with like tangible proof and not just like a story or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like a weird, I don't know, if my dad had like 200 hours of audio and he's like, hey, have you listened to my podcast yet? I would be like, ah, uh, no, dad. I'm no, I, I think that it's weird if the dad asks. But yeah. the fact yeah. that it's just there, like I, mean, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, I could really use the the download, like and subscribe, son." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's no good. You hit him with that YouTube opening, yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, but but if you just if it's just there as this like repository of audio that like is available to the kid, if the kid wants to like go into it and be like, "Hey, you want to hear what your dad thinks about the Avengers movies?" You know, <laughs> just like, why would I want to do that? I don't know, man. Maybe you do. They're all, I put a lot of tags on them so you can search by tags. Like, <laughs> look up QAnon. He has opinions about it. What are they? Um, I don't know, but we talked about it in 2020. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I would, as a kid, I would absolutely, I, I feel it would be like going, finding that old photo album times mm. like a million if you had the op, like chance to listen to your dad, just, or like, I'm saying dad because. That's my just thinking of my dad. <clears throat> my mom wouldn't have a radio show, uh, but whatever parent have you, or even like an uncle or whatever. But if I like had that access, there's no way as a teenager I would not like literally pour over every episode of yeah. whatever an aunt and uncle, a parent. I'd be like, I want to know because a I'd be interested in the past, and b I'd have like this direct connection to this element of the past. I'd be like, what were they doing? I don't know. I'd go, I'd go nuts. I would deep dive it personally. I wouldn't be able to stop myself. You would though, Lawrence. You you wouldn't listen to your dad's podcast if your dad uh, had one. I don't. I'm afraid of learning something I don't want to learn. Like you know, like, <laughs> you know, like there's certain things that should be not. Fa- I don't know. For me, it's just like yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's 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 also a different thing because like if I record something now in 2021 and then I have a kid. It was gonna like grow up in twenty years. I'm like, 
2041, they're going to be like, Dad, what did you say 20 years ago? I'm like, oh, yeah, that opinion was just what I was thinking about in it then. Like, it doesn't reflect, you know, you change as people, right? So I don't oh, know man. how how sustainable that opinion is or things like that. And also what kind of a fucking boring person would I be if I didn't change my mind or have a different take in 20 years? No. And I mean, and I don't think, I don't think that anyone, I wouldn't like, I'm like, I, to say that about, again, for our parents' generations, like I guarantee you our parents have said some shit that they deeply regret. <laughs> you know, like, like, like with without- Elspeth, this one thing my parents should regret if they don't. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be listening to it to be like, this is 100% what my father still believes because he said it in the 80s or whatever. Like, I wouldn't hold him accountable for for those opinions. But I would still love to just get a, like, I would just love to know what my parents were like in their 20s and 30s, you know? And I was like, and, and there, we we just have their word for it of what they were like. And they're obviously censoring themselves because they're not going to tell us, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to always be parents. Anyway, I, I would do it and I'm going to make my friend's kids do it also. So that's <laughs> like worst comes to worst. Even if I have to take everything down for some reason, because like the internet has changed deeply in 20 years and is maybe like controlled. I'm still going to have a hard drive full of every MP3 just to be like, this was me talking for 600 hours mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> Or whatever it's well, at. Also, it could possibly use this blackmail, which I think is always a good, you know, you got to keep receipts. Oh. I, I, I've said it <laughs> numerous times that I was like, if ever, like, just, just by having the podcast, any of the hosts of the podcast, I mean, I guess Lawrence has been doing it long enough, but I'm like, but if like, if Walter or John or Scott ever wanted to run for office, I'd be like, oh yeah, blackmail is like... Yeah. You don't get to be in politics. Listen to this audio I have. Of you. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that today, like if I ever had to be vetted for anything, like I don't like just because I feel like like those Facebook memories kind of do that, and there are definitely like sometimes in my like early twenties, and there's just like a picture of me just like completely trashed doing something ridiculous. And mm-hmm. like, I can delete that memory from Facebook, but like, if I ever wanted to run to, run for office or something, which like, obviously no, but like, it'd just be, I'd be such an easy, I'd last five minutes. And I'm not yeah, even yes. a child a person. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, hold up. What office are you running for though? Mm. This is what, where do you see yourself fitting into public life? Like where? I mean, like, not like, yeah, I think I would running for office and being on the bachelor are two things that I just don't understand why people would do them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I understand running for office and shit. I studied poli sci. Like that makes all the sense Mm -hmm. to me. It's like, look, anyone, anyone who like poli sci. Yeah, it was horrible. Mm. (laughs) But, but you know, like when, when you run for office and stuff, like if you're just like a person who is incredibly passionate about something and you have, Mm. you know, the, the possibility and you were like, really want to affect change and you know, A, it pays like a motherfucker. You got a pension yeah. <laughs> for your entire life. Like it's not a bad gig. You know what I mean? You're making six figures and then you're making a pension off that forever after serving for four years. So like I get the allure of it, but it's like a little bit ridiculous though. It's a lot yeah. going on. So that's not for everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I, w- I, I would never want to run for office because I think that maybe, maybe, like again outside of the great pension and whatever is just that i was like i feel that like if ever there was a very clear-cut career that you could like start for the right reasons 
And then like at the very start of the career, you're like, if you have, if you want to get anything done, you have to, you have to compromise with mm -hmm. people who like are against you. Like that, that's the very nature of politics is you need to find the compromise. And I was like, and as you advance, you just have to compromise and compromise. And like, and maybe you do accomplish the greater good at the end of the day, but like how many, how many compromises did you have to do to get there? Mm -hmm. You know, like, and I was like, that's, I think that would be the scariest thing for me if I decided to run for office. <laughs> It would be like, oh, like I, this thing that I was really passionate about and I was going to change the world and whatever else like that. Well, now I uh, signed a, I'm legalized fracking in my backyard. Yeah. So that I could get abortion rights somewhere else. You know, like I'm like, because that, that's what happens. Like that's how, like it's, it's, it sounds like obviously very stupid, but that's a real decision. Like when they look at stuff that goes, pick pick one. You only get to have one. You have to choose. You can either like abortions are going to be outlawed or you can stop fracking. And you're like, what? Why is this a choice? Like, well, why do I have to choose one? Well, you only get one. You know what I mean? Like that's terrifies me about the notion of someone in like a real position of power where you have to make that choice. And you're like, that's awful. And I and I would hate myself forever. Also, I feel like politicians don't get a lot of sleep and I'm out. That's why yeah, I'm, enough. I'm fully qualified, but uh... <laughs> yeah. I was I, I was thinking about that a lot uh, when the pandemic started and stuff where they, where they were like, um, like nobody, nobody in like provincial <laughs> politics or whatever was ready to handle a pandemic, you know, like yeah. like the like Valerie Plant was like was even at municipal politics was not like you're going to be in charge of, you know, stopping a, a like a, a deadly infectious virus. And everyone's going to be mad about everything you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like I, I signed up to a job about like snow removal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and traffic and stuff. You're like, how did this end up on my plate? And they're like, hope you don't like sleep or anything. And you're like, and if you make the wrong decision, people die. And you're like, She's like, I just wanted to mismanage bike lanes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. It. I had ideas about God the metro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, do you want to hit five questions, Lawrence? Let's go. Let's do it. We're also a game show else. Twist. Hey. Lawrence, I'm, I'm, I'm Facebooking you the messages. So you can jump in on asking them. So this is the part of the show where we ask, you've done this before, but it's been different questions. Okay. We do. We, we change them uh, by my account every 50 episodes. So unless you've been on in the last two years, which maybe you... No, I... no, 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 no. Because no, we, we changed them last year. We changed them last February. At the yeah, episode. the 200th episode. I know. Yes, we changed it's, them. We changed them back at two hundred. It's crazy too because I'm getting all these uh, Facebook memories of the show. Elspeth and I were on Tinder Tales at Last Trial Theater. Yeah. Man, it makes me miss live performing. I'm sorry. Oh I, uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. I had, yeah. Sorry. No, no, go for it. no, no. I was going to do the questions, but you were going to a story, so I'm going to let you talk. No, no. Yeah. I, just, I like. I feel like last February I had just like. Just like amazing show after amazing show, like just like bam, 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 and like I had all these good, and then like the pandemic, it was just yeah, it's particularly brutal seeing the memories from like this yeah. time last year because it's like not only were they such good shows, but it's just like <laughs> when do I get to show again? <laughs> like, yeah, I miss like I'm wearing like I'm legitimately wearing velour sweatpants right now, and I just miss wearing 
heels that make my feet hurt and dresses where I'm like, oh no, can people see my butt? Like I just I miss that a lot. <laughs> it's actually it's actually a thought I often had when I'm on stage too. Yeah, you wear very short dresses, Lawrence. You know, yeah. when you have calves like this, Elspeth, exactly. you, no, you got the gams for it. You work it, buddy. <laughs> that's, that's just just hard facts. I don't, it's funny, Sarah, because Sarah and I have done a number of times where we like we dress up for stay in dates, like and and that and we peaked we That's peaked cute. that early mm. because we decided because uh, our our anniversary, like our wedding anniversary, was April thirtieth. Oh, right? <laughs> so it was like like not only was it like early into it, it was also like is this forever? How serious is this? Whatever else. So we were like we literally put on like she put on her wedding dress and I put on my like tux. So we like like literally went to the nines, wore the same stuff that we got married in, and then like ordered a nice meal in. And you know, and just like and like we put up like decorations around the house and everything. And we're like, this is a wedding anniversary. No, I get I get dressed up for like filming battle flits just because like I need to feel alive. Yeah. yeah. We even did the shoes too. Like that was that was our, our big we were like she was like are we wearing shoes? And I'm like, yes, we are definitely oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna cram cram my feet into like I think it's the only the only time men's feet get close to smashed in the way women's feet are the like, kind of pointy toe shoe, like like hard, whatever, and you just like just jam your foot in there and she wore heels and then they came off pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, it was like and I, like like immediately I think we wore them like to sit down for dinner, like and that was about it. And after dinner we're like, yeah, the shoes are coming off. Like what are we doing? Why are we torturing ourselves? This is craziness. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so five questions. Uh, three same questions to each and every guest. Uh, and then the fourth question is from our previous guest. And then the fifth question is, what question do you want to ask our next guest? So we already asked you the fifth question, so you can have it percolating in the back of your mind. But until uh, question exactly. number one, Hit what it. do your thoughts sound like? My thoughts? Oh, wow. Um... Are they abstract words? Are they monologues? I feel like they're, yeah, like sentences are just kind of like fragmented thoughts. It depends on what I'm doing. Like if I'm at work, I'm just sort of like, when I'm working, I'm just like kind of in the zone, like doing what I'm doing. Or if it's like easy stuff that I have to do that day, I'm just listening to a podcast. So like the podcast is my thoughts. Uh, Or like I have a lot of thoughts that are just sort of like, yeah, just like like I daydream a lot. So lots of like daydreaming um about like I don't know, the stuff we all daydream about, you know, like oh like you're like oh this is what it's going to be like when like Battle of Wits becomes a TV show. <laughs> like <laughs> nonsense or like uh you know, when I like meet Oscar Isaac and we fall in love. Like uh, <laughs> I don't know, I can't think of I can't think of what my thoughts are. Um, yeah, and I feel like my thoughts have changed a lot during the pa- pandemic. Like, I definitely have a more difficult time, like, holding on to a thought, um, which is troubling. But, uh, yeah, just... I, I, think, I think that's happening, too. Like, I, I, yeah. I've had the exact same thing, too, where you can't remember names and stuff. Like, like it's just, yeah. like, nothing seems that important yeah. somehow, and you're just like, ah, whatever. Or, like, I'll pick up my water bottle and take it to the kitchen to go fill it up. And by the time I get to the kitchen, and I'm not fancy like Lawrence, like I don't have an upstairs. So it's just, you know, like <laughs> by the time I get to the kitchen, which is just a couple of rooms away, I'm just like, why am I in here? You know, like it just like I, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that's to me, that's, that's a function of just like, everything is the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, like, like minor <laughs> deviations in it have just sort of gotten like pushed down into the sameness where it's like, like I, uh, like I got my hair cut because I was like supporting businesses and then I, the shop that I get a cut at is extremely safe about it and, mm -hmm. and everything else. But I was like, literally the next day, I was like, when did I get my hair cut? Like, was it a couple of days ago? Sarah was like, it was yesterday. I was like, what? I was like, I like left the house yesterday. Like it, it just like, I remember obviously it's like it's the physical evidence of it is on my head, mm -hmm. but like when it happened in the past, just sort of like floated into the sameness of everything else that if you told me like oh that was two or three days ago i'd be like yeah that that tracks yeah like it wasn't <laughs> yesterday yeah i feel that yeah like and like i said any any minor deviation just seems to blend in mm -hmm. and 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 go away and that's i think what happens to like your memories and stuff is you're like i don't know i i'm in the kitchen for the 500th time today yeah uh what's just, what's up with this trip to the kitchen <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I get that. Um, Elspeth, what was your favorite thing to eat as a child? So could be snack, could be meal, could be candy, could be Ooh. three courses, could be I whatever. Mean, you I want. feel like this hasn't changed. I really loved apple juice when I was a little kid. Like um, in the, it, did you like the the apple juice in the can that you had to like poke two yeah, holes in? Yeah, yeah. Like oh wow, yeah, it was a big can. <laughs> I loved apple juice a lot. Um, I I had uh, like a bad asthma when I was little, and so I had to wear this like a uh, Ventolin machine. It was kind of like a breathing mask mm -hmm. uh, for like I think it was like a half an hour, twice a day or whatever. And so whenever I wore that, my parents would give me apple juice with a straw because like the the mask had little holes, so I could like sit there and I'd like drink apple juice and. <laughs> Wear my breathing mask, and I turned out fine, you guys. It's but, perfect. Uh, like, it's like a vivid memory, like just being bribed with apple juice. Um, yeah, I loved, I loved it. I would, we'd go through it, and also ice cream. I have a, I have a ice cream cone tattoo on my ankle because I just, I love. Is your favorite favorite flavor? Uh, yeah. Well, it's actually just turned out pink because I had a, uh, uh. A miscommunication with the tattoo artist, but that's fine. It's cute. I love pink. So, <laughs> is it? Do you have a real favorite flavor? If it's not just mm. pink, I guess strawberry is pink flavored. Yeah, yeah. I love like cotton candy flavor. I love um, uh, Ben and Jerry's has this one Netflix and chilled, and it has like pretzel in it. It's really good. I feel like like cotton candy has been sort of one that I've always liked, and uh, I just got a tub of uh, Sour Patch Kids ice cream. Ooh. How's that? Which, if it's the bait, like, so so I enjoy it, Sarah did not, because uh, the base of it is raspberry swirl, and then there's, like, sour patch kind of mashed in it, which makes sense because the raspberry is kind of sour. Yeah. So it's still, it's still, it's sour enough. I was expecting more sour. Yeah. And I was like, you can't just throw sour patch kids in raspberry swirl and call it sour patch candy. Yeah. Like, I was like, you should have, there should, you should have thrown more sour into it. But mm -hmm. I'll still eat it. <laughs> uh, question three, Lawrence, want to take it? Question three: What is the best or worst part of being an adult? Uh. Oh man, I mean, <laughs> uh, I feel like the best part is just staying on the food track. It's kind of being able to just like 
snack whatever I want and just like if I want to buy candy buy candy but then that's also the worst part because uh, <laughs> I have the metabolism and innards of an adult so if I just <laughs> eat a bunch of candy I like instantly gain weight and feel really sick um, so yeah <laughs> I think that's all the best and worst is just like oh, <laughs> the I'm best and worst part is being able to eat whatever you want whenever you want same best and worst part like, yeah I was <laughs> I always remember, uh, like, I, going through my my divorce that I had when I was in my early twenties, like an insane person. Uh, I was living with um, Walter's wife's older brother, uh, and I was just at one point. He like it was like eight o'clock in the morning, and I was just like drinking a Powerade and eating raw cookie dough. <laughs> and he was like, "Things aren't going great for you, are they?" And I was like, "No." no I'm <laughs> But I, but I was just like, but like, this is really doing it for me right now. <laughs> like, just like the drinking a Powerade, eating raw cookie dough at eight o'clock in the morning is like the, the summation of like, it is the best and worst thing. Like I'm an adult, I can eat whatever I want, but also I'm an adult and I'm eating whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just like, like, there's nothing freeing about that. It's just like yesterday I had a Cadbury cream egg and then some ice cream and also some, like chips and salsa and like i have ibs because i'm an adult and i was just like why am i doing this to myself <laughs> but it tasted so good and, yeah. you like i think the worst the worst yeah, part that comes with age is knowing that like it, it's going to be a bad time later you're like yeah. you're like you're like like the first couple times like when you're when when you're like you said, with your body and your metabolism like rejects you because like it was fine in your early twenties and teens. Oh, You're yeah. like, I can eat anything. I have a stomach made of like kryptonite or whatever. Like, uh, but then when there's like, so the first couple times it happens where you eat like trash and then your body just revolts later. You're like, mm -hmm. that's weird. Maybe I'm sick. But then like you put it together yeah. that <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh no, it's because I eat like trash and then my body can't handle it. And then you have that knowledge and then you do it anyway. Mm. Like you're like you put it together, you figured it out, you sit down at like <laughs> Barbie Barn or whatever, and you're like, "This is just happening." Like yeah. Yeah. gravy everywhere, ribs all over the place. This is I a tomorrow problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> future me to deal yeah. with. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I like how the behavior doesn't change. You're just like self aware enough to be like, "Oh, yeah. I had dairy after ten. I guess I'm not sleeping." But this ice cream, <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah. But I'm still gonna do it anyways. Yeah. Uh, question number four. Uh, we had uh, a couple of game uh, publishers uh, from a company called the Scorpion Masquette on uh, last week, Christian and Matthew. Uh, they wanted to know, th this is kind of a pandemic adjacent question, right? Because they were sort of like saying, talking about like the sameness of every day mm -hmm. and how like, we, I think we got, we got started talking about how like the weekends don't even feel real special. Mm. You're just like, oh, whatever. They're just days where that are kind of the same, only I don't sit in front of the work computer. You yeah. know, like <laughs> it's just like it. And half the time you're like, well, now it's Monday, who cares? So um, t spinning off of that, they were like, if weeks were 10 days long, would you still only clean once a week? Like, <laughs> would I up my cleaning to once a week? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, see what I kind of do. I'm very glad you can't see my super messy apartment right now. Cause <laughs> I, I, in November, I moved to a bigger apartment and, uh, 
it's been a lot easier to keep it more clean. So I kind of just clean throughout the week as needed. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, I it gets like, oh, this is too much for me to handle, and it gets ridiculous. So I think I would, I think I would, uh, I feel like I'd be better at dedicating like one day to like deep cleaning, yeah, and then still do my like little tidies throughout the week, which is really just me moving dishes from my office and living room into my kitchen and then saturday i'm just like why do i have so many dishes to wash and then spending my entire saturday washing dishes um <laughs> yeah i that i think that's that's i'm dishes is the one thing that i can't go to sleep with them not being done i, like, wish I, can, really? I was like that i yeah sarah's gotten like angry at me like, cause like, I'm like, I'll, I'll have like, we'll throw like a party or whatever. And everyone, everyone's gone. I'm like, I'm just going to just, you know, put everything away and just do the dishes. And Sarah's like, it's four o'clock in the morning and you're drunk. I'm like, you can go to sleep, but I will sleep better. Like I'm, I'm, a am uh, like the worst person in the morning. Like just as a, mm. like as a rule, like, and anyone who's like, uh, like when we have people over for the cottage or go camping or whatever, like people are like, you said you're not a morning person. And then they actually see me in the morning and they're like, Oh my God, you're a, like a different person. I'm yeah. like, yep. Yep. A hundred percent. I'm like very little patience, not talkative, like just need to get through to like the, the old cliche of like to my first coffee and then I'll start to feel human. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and like, and it doesn't take much to set me off in the morning. And I know that like, even if I'm home alone and I did it myself and like, I'm not going to pin blame on anyone but myself. Like the sight of like filthy dishes in the sink being like among the first things I see in the morning is just like, I'm like, no, that's not okay. Like I can't leave that problem for morning Keith. Cause morning Keith will just be like viciously angry. <laughs> my like my bathroom sink and like my, like just my bathroom. Like I have to like, like if there's like toothbrush stuff all over my sink, like that yeah. really, I, yeah, I've definitely drunkenly cleaned my bathroom before, but my dishes for some reason, like it's a problem. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. No, for, for me dishes, like I'll, I'll have, have to empty the sink. Dish, like, and, and luckily now we have a dishwasher, but even prior yeah. to the dishwasher, like I lived in my old apartment for 12 years, no dishwasher. It was the same deal before the dishwasher like it was just sitting there scrubbing things like i said literally three o'clock in the morning after a party i'm still like washing the cups or whatever like crazy person keith you would lose your fucking mind being a road comic like <laughs> that's it's such a weird dichotomy because sometimes you're on the road with some people and you're staying somewhere and like the people you're staying with the condo or wherever you're staying are like generally chill and you're just kind of you know wake up and everyone has their own pace and whatever the case is and then sometimes you get stuck with a person who's like a hundred miles an hour as soon as they wake up and you're just like oh. fucking kill me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not necessarily like, as long as that, like their spunkiness would not infuriate me as long as none of it got directed at me. Right. Like I, I, I uh, like I said, up, up at the cottage is a, is a pretty good example, especially because like Sarah is, a, is an early riser to begin with. And like, if we have someone over, it's like the cottage, the, that, we have uh is like it's a it's a 600 square foot single room and you sleep in the attic so it's like if people are up and talking it, it's it's a shack essentially right. you know like yeah. it's like 
you hear everything that's going on and I'll still like force myself to sleep in usually till like 10 or whatever. But if like, there's a couple early risers, it's the entire house is now awake and it's happening. And that's that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't bug me. Like that, that's okay. As long as not suddenly they're like, Keith, you better wake up and like do something. And then I'm like, no, <laughs> like now that's not okay. I just don't like, like my thing with like people who like, I don't like early risers who are then just like, I'm awake. So everyone else, yeah, to be uh, exactly. That's annoying because then, like, when you're trying to stay up because it's vacation and you want to like stay up a little late, and they're just like, "I'm, I'm sleeping." It's like, well, you shouldn't wake up at six a.m. like a monster. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> exactly. Morning, that, my mom's a morning person, and she like she's reasonable and good about it. But like, some people are terrible about it, and like, yeah, I don't even it. ask you to be quiet when you wake up. Just do yeah. not yeah. try to wake me up. Like that's that that's that's my by one thing. The thing I'm most like, jealous of for like my girlfriend is like she can sleep through fucking anything. Uh, like even oh, like, legitimately, I could wake up, cl- like clean the fucking house with a vacuum. The cat could be going crazy. And she will just fucking sleep through it like undisturbed. And I am like, I like can never fall asleep. I wake up a thousand times. She's like out. Like, it's like, I'm like, if I could take, like, if I could like take and copy something from her and like put it myself, it would be like her (laughs) capacity for sleep. Like, it's incredible. Like, what if you could take her capacity for sleep, but then she was a light sleeper like you? Would you do that? Oh, no, I wouldn't. No. That's no, good. Uh, no, I would. That's, so that's, I would. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wish just still on. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. That, that just seems cruel. Like when you, yeah. Because then it wouldn't be like a copy paste situation, like yeah. an osmosis thing. Like, oh, I've spent so many years next to you, so I've learned the skill that you have or this like innate ability. Yeah, you just, you just but it's like, your I, yeah, I like. Her. It's like a monkey's paw situation where I like I've cursed you by wanting something. Like. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. answer, Lawrence. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I feel like this is a quiz. Like you're going to report back to her. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, then to wrap things up, uh, what question would you like to ask our future guest? This is a, this is you're and you're a professional question oh, wow. asker. Ooh. No pressure. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I like look up trivia questions. So. No. Okay, I feel like this is this is my question. Okay. If you had to give yourself a nickname, what would it be? Like and like it you like Ooh. you have to be like truly true to yourself. So even if you want to call yourself something dumb like the annihilator, like just like <laughs> what do you wish in a perfect world people called you as like a cool nickname? If you had to give yourself a nickname, what would it be? Wow. Uh and then, I mean, like, do you have to change one? Like, can Lawrence say Lully or like, does no, he need to, no, like... yeah, it can't be a pre existing nickname. It has to be mm-hmm. something like, I don't know why I'm thinking about Top Gun right now, but like Goose or Maverick or just something. Oh, they're all classic yeah. names, Elspeth. That's like, why you're. Oh, thinking. that's cool, Steve. You know, just like, like, it has to be something like a cool <laughs> dude, a cool dude nickname. Cool dude nickname. Uh, if you Ooh. had to give yourself a nickname, what would it be? I don't know. I'm like, like and something that like I don't hate and is like is maybe like a little cheesy. Yeah, like, yeah. Again, now all I'm thinking about is I was like I could be Iceman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just going back to Top Gun every time. Yeah. Uh, Iceman's a great nickname, though. I know, you know, but I'm saying I don't think that is has anything to do with my personality. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I feel that it has to be like like for me personally. I'm I'm thinking about like something like like fast and like. 
like just like on bordering on annoying um the hummingbird (laughs) yeah something like hummingbird or whatever (laughs) but then like like but like a badass version of hummingbird what's a badass hummingbird the the armored hummingbird the steel hummingbird maybe i'm like oh no you know what it is it's like the pistol shrimp that's weird. Ooh, that's a good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, because I'm taking it. If you've I'm ever taken it, okay. I'm taking it. I watched, I watched that now. I watched I'm updating the socials. I watched a shitty um, Jamie Foxx movie with uh, what's a guy? What's the guy's name? Five Hundred Days of Summer. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, oh, yeah. where everyone gets powers from oh, a fucking shit. from an animal. I think it's called Powers. No? It's called like Powers or, or Project Power or some shit. Project Power, yeah, yeah. So Jamie Foxx's power, spoiler, is a pistol shrimp. And then I had to Google the pistol shrimp. So legitimately, the pistol shrimp is so powerful that it creates uh, underwater like a wave of energy that's hotter than like the sun or something ridiculous or something that doesn't seem possible. So yeah, I like did like a couple hours of earnest research on the pistol shrimp based on this movie. And uh, they're fucking intense animals, yeah. And now it's my new nickname, so thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I just just imagine it being, like, announced, like, when you're getting into the ring, like, Mm -hmm. walking down the aisle. Yeah. Eve, the pistol shrimp! (laughs) Hi, sir, man! You know what I mean? Like, just straight up. I watch a lot of UFC, and the one that always blows my mind is Holly Holmes. Like, Holly Holmes' fight name is the preacher's daughter, which I'm like is simultaneously like the least and most badass. It sounds yeah. like a porn <laughs> thing. Yeah, but, but also like, like, like the, the preacher's weird... daughter. Yeah, exactly. The, the, like, Didn't the, Val like... Venus had a preacher's daughter thing with Marlena? Ooh, maybe. Now we're going back to old school wrestling. Yeah, we have but to yeah, but that. yeah, it's like when the, the like Holly, the preacher's daughter, Holmes, and I was like, which is simultaneously, like I said. As a fight name, you're like, oh, that's not very intimidating. But then it also is incredibly intimidating. Yeah. You're about yeah. to get into a fight with the preacher's daughter. You're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's very scary. Lawrence, Lawrence, what, what, what's your cool guy nickname? My cool guy nickname is Lawrence, yeah. the Jewish space laser Corber. Oh, shit. You're just, and then, uh, I mean. Actually, that might be, over, take, that, yeah, I'm, I'm setting <laughs> forest Starting <on> forest fires, <laughs> <laughs> taking down QAnon one at a time. Um, exactly. It's like get get on it, Jewish space laser. Yeah, I don't I don't know it. I think it's too on the nose. I would need something like uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. If I had to give myself a cool nickname, I don't know. I'd probably like default to one of the X Men or like one of those nicknames. <laughs> like they have the great names and they're all short. Yeah. They're like concise, like Rogue, yeah. Wolverine, Bishop, Cable. Those are awesome. I don't know. Juggernaut. Juggernaut's a good name, but I'm not big enough to pull off Juggernaut, right? I need someone I mean, but, like, but you could be like, you're the Juggernaut of comedy. Dun-dun, yeah, dun-dun. I don't know. I'm, know. I'm, I'm the... <laughs> it's so dejected in that. Yeah, yet. yeah. <laughs> I'm I like, want to be an X Man, not a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> the Juggernaut of mediocrity, Lauren Barber. Oh. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Yep. The George Carlin of average, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so let's wrap this up. Uh, so for now, Fridays. Yep. Battle of Wits. You have a huge episode this week that's coming out tomorrow. This episode comes out on this podcast comes out on Thursday. So tomorrow's Battle of Wits. Do you yes. want to say who's going to be on? Yeah, it? I have Trana Wintour and Ben Sosa Wright 
Uh, oh yeah, it premieres uh, Friday at seven thirty, but it will be on YouTube forever, and it's a really <laughs> funny episode. If I like, I have nothing to do with the funniness of it, so I can say that like they are both just hilarious, and it's yeah, I was laughing and, out loud when I edited it. Like so, it was, and you find it Battle of Wits. I guess if you just punch that into YouTube, do you uh, get it? YouTube you have to write Battle search, of Wits Montreal. Uh, Elspeth Wright. I have enough followers to get a custom YouTube, but I can't for some reason, which is really annoying. Um, or, yeah, it's Battle of Wits on Instagram. Uh, or just if you type Elspeth Wright uh, into YouTube. But, yeah, Battle of Wits Instagram links to the YouTube, YouTube page and we'll keep you updated on guests to come. Sweet. Because uh, if you type in Battle of Wits on YouTube, it's just that scene from Princess Bride. And I can't, I will never compete with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like 80 million, 80 million views on YouTube, probably. True, yeah. <laughs> like, fair enough. All right. Awesome. That was, uh, that was amazing. Elspeth, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Lawrence, I, I know usually we wrap this with asking if you have anything else going on, but would you have anything else going on? I don't want to assume uh, no. I mean, I have a, I have like a virtual corporate for the first time, which is going to be weird because I've been trying to put them off, but I finally caved. So, because um, you know the money, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't plug <laughs> it and I can't promote it, but I'm doing a thing. And if not, you can reach out to me on social media because I'm probably not doing a whole hell of a lot. So I don't. know. I was going to say, I was going to say, if you're a corporation. Lawrence Corber's doing corporates again. Yeah, back in the game, baby. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, Thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, We really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all you can go to uh, patreon.com slash nine to five cc and throw a couple bucks our way it really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part we're really not trying to make a profit on this Um, and also if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show you can uh, contact us either on facebook or on twitter there's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know and if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something a big thank you as always to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh, Walter J. Ling who technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day Thank you. 905.cc.
podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.